Welcome to 2A to B, or not 2A to B. <laughs> what a pause. Bollock. Um, This episode is just going to be a little quiz at the end of our sort of neuro lesions tumours chapter. Mm-hmm. Um, and we are just using an MCQ book by Masterpass and choosing a few random questions to test each other and go over some of the things we've spoken about in the last few episodes. I'm so nervous. I know. I don't know why. You're going to love this first question. So question number one. A nine-year-old girl presented with nystagmus, ataxia, and diplopia to outward gaze. Sorry. I think her. On CT, there was a mass within the optic chiasm, which extended into the left optic nerve. Oh, yeah. The mass had poor patchy enhancement, mm. a further extrinsic, ex- eccentrically enhancing lesion was identified in the left occipital lobe. The most likely underlying condition is <clears throat> A, tuberous sclerosis, B, NF1, C, NF2, D, von Hippel-Lindau syndrome, or E, Serge-Weber syndrome. Neurofibromatosis type 1. Yes! May I tell you why? Yes. I think that it is an optic pathway glioma, also mm-hmm. called a juvenile pilocytic astrocytoma in the optic pathway, mm-hmm. 30% of which are associated with NF1. And I think the other lesion is like a meningioma. Mm-hmm. Mm. Oh, okay. I got the other lesion, which is just another normal GP- JPA. No? In the occipital lobe? Can you not get them there? No, I think they're um, posterior sulfosa. Usually, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because you know, NF1, you get multiple meningiomas. meningiomas okay. Well, I think. I think you're right, yeah. That's going to sound lovely on the room. <laughs> 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 multiple low ice cream. <laughs> Tell me about the answer. Hmm. Involvement of the optic tract. Is typically seen in NF1. Histologically, most lesions are low-grade astrocytomas, although 20% of chiasmal gliomas may behave aggressively. Mm-hmm. Imaging is best on MRI, where lesions are usually hypo to isointense on T1 mm. and hyperintense on T2, yeah. with variable contrast enhancement. Very really nice. That's what we've been saying all along. Glad hey, that we disagree. Yeah. yeah. Right. Um, are you a bit happier now? I'm a bit happier. I've got one question. <laughs> it's only because it's my favourite. Okay. <laughs> a middle-aged male had a CT following prolonged seizures, which showed a rounded cystic lesion in the cerebellum with an avidly enhancing mural nodule. Oh. Other imaging demonstrated... Bilateral renal cell carcinoma. Mm, I bet it did. <laughs> at what other site is he at risk of developing further cystic lesions? Okay. Can we just... Okay, we can go over it in a second. Yeah. I'm struggling here. But anyway. A, lateral ventricles. Mm. B, insular cortex. Mm. C, corpus callosum. Mm. D, spinal cord. Mm. E, pons. Uh, I think it's the spinal cord. I think he's got hemangioblastoma associated mm-hmm. with von Hippel-Lindau. And remember, you can get them in the spinal cord associated with syrinxes. 
And then also renal cell carcinoma. Yes. It's really yeah, good. Yeah. And remember, they get like weird cysts in places. Yeah. Yeah. Leaves everywhere, essentially. Yeah. yeah. Answer D, spinal cord. The underlying condition is von Hippel-Lindau. Differentials for intraaxial cystic lesions in the posterior fossa in adults include metastases, hemangioblastoma, lymphoma, and lipoma, excuse me. Gosh. Most hemangioblastomas, because we're thinking adults, mm -hmm. most hemangioblastomas occur sporadically, while 10 to 20% occur in von Hippel-Lindau. In von Hippel-Lindau, 75% of hemangioblastomas occur in the cerebellum and 25% in the spinal cord. Appearances in the spinal cord are those of a syrinx-like cyst with an iso-intense nodule that enhances strongly after contrast. Lovely. Could I ask you a quick question? Yeah. Uh, it's about our cystic, our um, episode cystic nodules with an enhancing mm -hmm. nodule. You've got JDA. Mm -hmm. You've got hemangioblastoma. Mm -hmm. What are the other ones? PXA. Oh yeah, and then there are the two up in the temporal lobes, most commonly, right? You've got a PXA and a mm. something else. Well, I know PXA sometimes is difficult to differentiate from medullo, but that's not cystic. Hang on, let me look it up. Sorry. Tumors with a cyst enhancing nodule. JPA, hemangioblastoma, pleomorphic xanthroastrocytoma, yeah. and a ganglioglioma. Oh. Remember that a PXA can be a tumor with a cyst enhancing nodule, but it can be um, just a like. Bit and when it's just like a bit, bit, that's when it's difficult to differentiate from medullo. No, oligodendroglioma. Oh, oligo. Sure. Yeah. So oligodendroglioma and PXA. Yeah. And then PXA can always look like a ganglioglioma. When it's remember the differences between a PXA and a ganglioglioma: age, dural thickening, calcification, and bone remodeling. That's just something to. We need to just recover. Yeah. Uh, re if you don't, if you don't remember you. this when you're re-listening to it, go back and listen to that episode because we can't remember either. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. good. In the hood. Right. Um. Next question. Yes, please. Um. Hmm. Oh, you're gonna love this one. <laughs> a patient with known tuberous sclerosis had a routine follow-up CT. Yeah. A three by two centimetre partly calcified heterogeneously enhancing lesion was seen at the level of the foramen of Monroe. Mm. What is the most likely pathology? Yeah. A. Colloid cyst. B. Subependable giant cell astrocytoma. Mm -hmm. C. Intraventricular. D. Meningioma. E. Germinoma. Sega. <laughs> the book says Sega 15% <laughs> of patients with tuberous sclerosis develop subependymal astrocytomas they typically occur at the foramen and monroe and are usually a well-defined rounded mass with some calcification they usually enhance uniformly with contrast and can degrade to a high grade astrocytoma 95% of tuberous sclerosis patients have Subependymal hematomas. These occur in the periventricular region, are either intense to white matter on T1 and calcified on C2. CT. 50% of patients have cortical tubers, which are high signal on T2 weighted imaging. Yeah. 
and this is actually all useful because I think on the episode we were talking about Sega's, I started describing subependimal. Yes, you've got to remember they're different. Yeah, how my term is. The other thing that I learned the other day was that Sega's the real reason that you're continuously checking and mm. not because because they it's quite rare that they change to something more aggressive. It's because little by little they can just block off for a really minute memory. So for hydrocarbolosis. Okay. Yeah. So it's if do you mean in case you see a Sega that can cause that, or if you see a Sega, you do. So tuberous sclerosis kids get serial imaging loads, like lots and lots. Yeah, of and they don't care so much about the Sega as much as, much as, as the concept. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Great little fact. <laughs> Next question. Might be rubbish. I love it. Next, I feel like anything. Little, little like things plant seeds. Yeah. yeah. Um. So a seven-year-old boy presented with sudden onset gait problems and subtle uncoordination on the finger-nose test. Right, so what are we thinking? Something cerebellar. Great. <laughs> CT demonstrated a low-density cystic solid lesion <laughs> with subtle classification centred on the vermis. Thick heterogeneous enhancement was seen within the solid area along with obstructive hydrocephalus. Okay. What is the most likely diagnosis? So why don't we just think about it before we say the option? Yeah, 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 I'd like that. Okay, so agreed cerebellar. Tell me again, sorry, I, I missed the It's description. like cysticky solid lesion. Yeah. And within the solidy bit, it sounds like there's some sort of vessels. So there's, yeah, so it says with subtle calcification mm -hmm. within, so cystic solid plus calcification centred on the vermis, mm -hmm. so super midline. Mm -hmm. Thick heterogeneous enhancement was seen within the thick solid area. Heterogeneous enhancement. What does thick enhancement mean? I think, anyway, whatever. The, the bit, of, the nodular bit is thick. I don't know. With obstructed hydrocephalus, what yeah. is the most likely diagnosed? And I think here, key is the age. Yeah. Tell me again. Well, because I remember oh, three. There, he's seven. He's seven. Yeah. So we're thinking like peanuts here, posterior fossa. But I think peanuts, is he not too old now? Oh, no, yeah, exactly. Like peanuts. Like medulloblastoma or ATRT. I think he's too old. Younger. Too old for ATRT. So I'm thinking possibly. Yeah. I'm kind of on board with that because I also remember in the older children, yeah. like adolescents, yeah. you get lateral. Madonna yeah, but they're quite, very yeah. central in the younger kids. Yeah. So they specifically said, said that. Okay. What are the options? The options are pilocytic astrocytoma. Doesn't sound like that. Medulloblastoma. Maybe. Hemangioblastoma. Yeah, that's what I originally thought, but then I think that's older people, isn't it? I, well, that's more common. Well, mind, that's it's our first for adults. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I think you probably can get it in kids. Mm. Ependymoma, it's not the toothpaste. Yeah. yeah. Brainstem glioma. Nah. No. So I think. No, we're wrong. Hemangioblastoma. Glioma? Pyocytic astrocytoma. What? Pyocytic astrocytoma. Is the most likely diagnosis as it is low density on CT with calcification. Oh, it's because the dilemma is so cellular, it's you don't see it on it's dense, dense on, CT. on CT. God, that's mean. Poo faces. Yeah. 
They are commonly located in the vermis, 50%, okay. and are complicated by hydrocephalus. They yeah. commonly occur, occur before the age of nine. Okay. And are characteristically assist with an enhancing nodule. Hemangioblastoma is a serious consideration, but more commonly occurs in the paravermian position. <laughs> Fine. The nodule is hyperdense on non-contrast CT, hyperdense rather mm. than low density, and they virtually never calcify. Mm. Both lesions can be cystic with a solid enhancing nodule. Mm-hmm. Both lesions can assist it with the solid enhancing. Hemangioblastomas occur more commonly in adults and as part of von Hippolymphus, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. we did say. Yeah. And I think the key with medullo was the CT, maybe? Maybe. Fine. Hate that question. But it's okay. Two faces. It's all right to get some wrong. It's good. It means that it's useful for us to yes. Okay. 62-year-old female presented to ED with gradual onset weakness in the right upper and lower limbs. CT demonstrated multiple rounded hyperdense lesions with marked vasogenic edema, which showed prominent, prominent enhancement following contrast. Assuming the lesions are metastases, what is the most likely primary? Breast. I've just said that. Sorry, what are the options? <laughs> Bladder. Not interested in that. Same. Next. Renal cell. Maybe. Colon. Nah. Adeno of the lung. More. Maybe. Uterus. So oh, fine. Lung. I think probably it's really between lung and renal cell. Yeah. I mean, I'm just thinking renal... adeno versus squamous cell. Is there something in that? Oh, I don't know. I haven't got a clue. Uh, the only reason you think renal is because it sounds like cannonball mets, which you see in the lungs with renal. Yeah. Whereas like rounded. Yeah. I know uh, what kind of meant. I think lung. Okay. Because lung and breast and melanoma are the I'm ones that like common. go to the brain. Yeah. Okay. Renal subconscious. Right. And do you know why? Tell me. The key is in that they enhance with contrast. Hmm. Wait, no. Yeah. No, sorry, that's not the key. <laughs> the key is that on CT, they're hyperdense. And we have covered this in one of our episodes. Have we? Which metastases are hyperdense? Oh, bum holes. So tell me then. No, I want to ask you so that... One of them is really sad, we said. One of them's choriocarcinoma. Yes. Um, other ones are like very vascular ones. So melanoma... Uh, renal. Yeah. And is it... There's is, one more. Is there? I think so. I think there was four. Oh, is it thyroid? Maybe. I know. Yes. Yeah? They also say oat cell. I've never heard that. Oat cell's a lung, I think. Uh, okay. It's not really bad. Okay. Why would you have heard of it? Malignant melanoma. Yeah. Choriocarcinoma. Yeah. Oat cell. Thyroid and renal cell okay. all cause hyperdense cerebral mess. They all enhance brightly with contrast. This is like super key for me. I don't read questions very well. No, so no, it's no, no. A fucking nightmare. Anyway, it's good practice. Good practice. <laughs> are you, how are you, how are you, um, boding? A few yeah, more? I love it. Yeah. Oh, okay, great. We haven't got that many left. Perfect. But I've like highlighted, so that's fine. 
and I'm quite funny as well. I'm getting a few wrong and I've clearly read them. <laughs> <laughs> it was a long time ago, in fairness to me. Yeah. Okay. A five-year-old boy was admitted with nausea and increased somnolence. Obstructive hydrocephalus was seen on CT with a posterior fossa tumour. Mm. He's five. What typical features make medulloblastoma more likely than ep ependymoma? Okay. A. Arising from the floor of the fourth ventricle. B. Extension through the foramina of Lushka. Calcification on CT. Arising from the vermis. E. Small cystic area within the mass. Now, ependymoma is like a toothpaste yeah. tumour. It can arise from the fourth ventricle. It can squeeze through the foramen of Lushka. Mm -hmm. uh, I so that takes know. off A and B. Yeah, yeah. I wonder whether it... What, C, D and E? <laughs> so C was calcification on CT. Yeah, don't know. And then D is arising from the vermis. We just so spoke I about think medulloblastoma arises from the vermis. So I think that's one. But then the cystic things that was E. Yeah. I don't know whether an ependymoma can have some cystic bits. I would imagine it probably can. So I'm yeah. going to go D, arising from the vermis. Okay. Your thoughts? My thoughts were. I just can't remember the classification one either. I can't really either. But. I feel like a medulloblastoma can calcify, right, yeah. but I would assume an ependymoma probably can, can as, well. as well. Okay. Don't you? Arising from the vermin. I struggled. Me. So they've got a little table here um, comparing those two. And actually, in another, I was looking through something today and yeah. it had like a excuse me thing comparing these two specifically. Okay. Which I don't know, I don't think we've done. No, I don't think we have either. So it's useful. It is useful, okay. let's go through it. So, in terms of sight, you said it exactly correctly. Mm. In terms of medulloblastoma, more vermis, ependymoma, flora of fourth ventricle. <coughs> Floor of the fourth ventricle. Yeah. But actually here it says medulloblastoma, roof of the fourth. Okay. So, Fine. just remember ependymoma, yeah. floor. <laughs> <laughs> Floor of the fourth. Righto. Floor of the fourth. Okay, and then flare, flare. <laughs> unenhanced CT. Unenhanced CT, tell me. Medulla is hyperdense. Yes. Ependymoma. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm drinking. I'm drinking. Ependymoma is isodense. Enhancement. Medulloblastoma moderate. Yeah. Ependymoma minimal. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I think because in my mind it's toothpaste. No, I'm not even going to say that out loud. No, don't. Yeah. What? Sorry. Is that what you're going to say? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. sorry. I'm so sorry. Maybe you should think of the blue, blue toothpaste. toothpaste. The blue the one that's not white. The yeah. blue, okay, like the lucency one. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. I'm sorry. For calcification. Them. Interesting. Mm. They both can calcify. Medulloblastoma 10%, ependymoma 50%. And that's interesting because I thought medulloblastoma in my head was more. No, at the moment, more likely to classify. But anyways, in a question, that's not going to differentiate them. I don't think classification. Yeah. Um, cyst. 
rare. Yes. And a pendamina doesn't calcify, um, doesn't enhance. So it's minimal. Sorry, excuse me one no, moment. No, no, Just because on my list I seem to have got enhancement plus plus. <laughs> Yeah, it says avidly enhancing in Mandel. Oh. That's confusing. Yeah, it is. Oh well. Oh, but wait, we're talking about CT. Post-contrast oh. CT. So that's probably why. Because the question only refers to CT, and it says unenhanced CT enhancement. But is there a reason what do we do unenhanced CT enhancement? Like pre-contrast, post-contrast. No? Doesn't make any sense to me. Anyway, keep going, moving, moving. Okay. Excuse us. We'll probably remember that it's confusing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> cyst, rare in a medulloblastoma, common in an ependymoma. Okay. So small cystic area within the mass. Yeah, ependymoma. Would make ependymoma mm -hmm. more. Spread, medulloblastoma. What imaging are you going to do? Zucker, Zucker yeah. boost. Uh, you're going to do full spine, like neuroaxis imaging because it can spread down the spinal cord. So CSF seeding, 40%, yeah. and then ependymoma through the foramen. Lushka and Magendi. Yes, yeah. perfect. Okay. I was happy with that. I like that comparison. Thank you. You're I welcome. wouldn't have thought to compare those two. Yeah, and, I, and I swear I saw that literally today, I think. I must have been looking at something. Yeah. So I mean, mm, very memory, nice. But yeah. <clears throat> a 50 year old female was investigated for chronic headaches. A CT demonstrated a well defined, hyperdense parasagittal lesion with calcification that avidly enhanced with contrast. The superior sagittal sinus was invaded and thrombus was present. What other feature on CT? Would you look for to help clinch the diagnosis? Before you give me the options, yeah. can you read that again? Yeah, of course. So, 50 year old woman, yeah. parasagittal, calcified mass that is dense and well defined. Okay. And avidly enhances the contrast. Okay. The superior sagittal sinus. Yeah, she's got thrombus. And it invaded. Right. What other feature on CT would you look for to help clinch the diagnosis? Yeah. yeah. What are the options, please? A, dural tail. Mm. B, bony destruction. Mm. C, vasogenic edema. Mm. D, ventricular distortion. Mm. E, corpus callosal involvement. Mm. I was thinking when before you gave me the options yeah. that it was a meningioma. Same. So I would think a dural tail. I think so as well. Yeah. Confusing. But, but I'm also when it else. when you talk about bony destruction, I think it already talks about something about the bone, is it not? It actually doesn't. No. But it wouldn't be bony destruction. It'd be yeah. bony hyperostosis. Thank you so much. So thanks for remembering. Dural <laughs> tail. <laughs> this woman has a parasitical meningioma. Mm -hmm. Evidence of a dural tail is very typical of meningiomas, but it can also occur in dura metastasis. Say that again. This woman has a parasagittal meningioma. Mm. Evidence of a dural tail is very typical of meningiomas, mm. but can also occur in dura 
metastasis. Oh, come on now. Like, yeah. I think that's fine. <clears throat> so three more questions and we're done that. for our little quiz, yeah? Um, so next question, a 47-year-old male was investigated for progressive left-sided weakness. On CT of his head, there was a loss of grey-white matter differentiation yeah. with thickening of the cortex oh, yeah. and minor effacement of the sulci oh, aff yeah. affecting the right frontal and temporal lobes. Oh, yeah. Interesting. On MRI, <laughs> there was generalised high signal on T2 in this region. On flare, there was diffuse enlargement of the right frontal and temporal lobes cortex with vasogenic edema. Mm. In the, in the surrounding white matter. What is the most likely diagnosis? Interesting. I think this is going to be a, uh, I can't remember what it's called, like a gliomatosis cerebri. Yes. You've got your different lobes. Yeah. Uh, it's doing weird things, cortical. Yeah, agreed. Um, Subcortical, I think. Yeah. Um, I think I remember when I was reading this, I think we are correct, yes. Yeah. But the Sorry, did you read the options? No. <laughs> I think I agree. I don't think I did. But um, in our episode, when we talk about climatosis, don't we say two lobes and something else? Yeah, but and you just told me three lobes, didn't you? Did we? Yeah. No, temporal, frontal. Oh, I thought you said something, something, and something. No. Affecting no. the right frontal and temporal lobes. Anyway, just slightly yeah. put me off. Yeah, you're right. Gliomatosis cerebri, diffuse infiltrative, who grade two, it's like a mini GDM, two lobes plus an extra cortical region. Yeah, good idea. Diffuse high T2, not enhancing, and can have mass effect. And um, here, weirdly, it says grade three. One text is probably older. Because, yeah. yeah. Um, which affects at least two or more lobes and is principally centred in the cortex and has little mass effect or architectural distortion. It typically affects patients aged 40 to 50. On CT imaging, it can be easily missed but features loss of the grey-white mass differentiation with minor enlargement of the cortex. On MRI imaging, bright signal is seen within the affected area and contrast is minimal. Prognosis is poor with 50% one year survival. What? Why is it who grades? Wait, gliomatosis cerebri, is that what yeah. we're talking about? Yeah. Well, why is it who grade two? Well, I have grade three. three. Grade three is bad. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, I actually also don't think it's in the new, you know, you're obsessed it's not. with your human Yeah, it's grading. not. Yeah. yeah. It's just like a glioma. But it's funny because it's something I saw on one of my CTs that then I chased the MR got described as gliomatosis. Well, I think it's, obviously um, still used. it's used because yeah. it's a radiological Find it. Like, term, term, but it doesn't no. confer, like, the histological is no longer called that, yeah. Yeah. I think. Yeah, that yeah. makes sense. Not to get back into our argument about who grading. <laughs> <laughs> okay, two more questions. Smashing it. Yeah. Loving this. Oh, I'm glad. <laughs> a 25-year-old male had an MRI for chronic headache. On MR, there was a cystic mass with an enhancing nodule mm. and a left sylvian fissure. Was there indeed? So interesting case. Tell me. The mass had an enhancing dural tail and exhibited only minor vasogenic edema. What is the most likely diagnosis? Interesting. So, 
before you give me the options, yeah. or should I should I listen to the options? No, no, no. I think I think so. You've told me you've given me that it's a cystic with an enhancing lobule. Yeah. So my thoughts are: uh, I've got my four that I call cystic with yeah. enhancing lobule. Yeah. I've got JPA. He's too old. I've got uh, hemangioblastoma. It's not in the right place. Don't love that. Yeah. Uh, and then I've got my sort of temporal lobe yeah. ones, which yeah. fit. So yeah. I've got my PXA. Yeah. And the um, other one I can never remember. Ganglioglioma. Yeah. Fine. Uh, now, <laughs> do you want me to give you the option? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, hang on. I'm going to try okay. and tell you the difference. Yeah. No, dear. No, I can't remember the difference. Did we just say it? We just said it, but I can't remember which one's which, and we didn't go into it. So tell yeah. me. Okay. Options um, are. A meningioma. That's the dural tail. Puts you off. Puts you off, okay. but I'm going to ignore that because you can have dural tails and other things. B, pleomorphic xanthoastrocytoma. Right. <laughs> C, anaplastic astrocytoma. Don't love that. D, Mets. No, go in. E, lymphoma. Go in. Answer. Pleomorphic xanthoastrocytoma. Tell me. Ding, ding, ding. Pleomorphic xanthoastrocytoma is a stupid. Pleomorphic xanthoastrocytoma is a superficial grade 2 tumour and accounts for 1% of all intracranial tumours. Yeah. It occurs in a younger group of patients. With a mean age of 26 years, it preferentially affects the superficial temporal lobe and is cystic with an enhancing nodule and with perichomeral vasogenic edema. Perichomeral. <laughs> <laughs> really nice. Great. Do you want to hear some more yeah, facts? I just want the one versus the other. So, uh, well, you compare it to an oligodendroglioma, which is cortical and solid. 